What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mike Milner. Today's episode of The Coach's Compass, it's uh, panic time. Sound the alarms. Let's let's shut it down. And uh, yeah, you feeling the impact? Are you feeling the impact of November, holidays, the economy, whatever you want to call it? People are tighter with their money than ever before. Let's let's all take a deep breath. Let's exhale. Let's recognize that we sell a commodity-based service. As much as we want to believe that coaching is a necessity, that everybody needs coaching, otherwise their lives depend on it, their families' lives depend on it. Okay, it's not true. It's not true. Yes, we do give people life. We do give people energy. We probably extend lives and gives that give them you know peace of mind and well-being and all that is the case however it's not a necessity coaching is a commodity it is a commodity it is actually a luxury to be able to afford coaching and no i do not believe that we should be trying to coerce people or convince them to go into debt to take out loans, to do all this stuff just to afford coaching. I'm sorry. I just do not believe that. If you are in a program and they're like, oh, find a way for them to get the money. Uh-uh. I don't believe that. I think that is incredibly irresponsible. And we should not be viewing coaching through that lens. But from the business owner's perspective, like, you, you have a business to run and you need clients to run that business. And I understand the panic. I understand the fear. First of all, let's just, let's just all recognize that it is happening across the board. I don't care who you're following that says that they're crushing right now. Oh, I'm crushing. Things are, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> it's not happening. I'm telling you, it's not happening. Everybody I talk to, I have a lot of friends in this space and and I'm not just in the like little nutrition coaching bubble either. I talk to people across different industries. I talk to people, business owners who are not just nutrition coaches. I had a call with, with an old colleague and friend and she works for a holistic health company. So pretty similar, but very different than a lot of the nutrition coaches that I'm in network with. And first thing she said was business is slow. It's like, is it, is it just us or is it across the board? And I said, no, it's across the board. And during these times, there's a lot of, there's a lot of panic. There's a lot of emotional reactionary decisions that are being made. And it's the worst thing that you can do. This is like, if you, if you just look at like financial markets, you can learn a lot about human behavior. You can learn a lot about human psychology. Because if you think about what happens with financial markets is that people panic and sell when the markets are crashing, when the markets are going down, we're in a bear market, people panic, there's fear and they sell. And it's typically the worst thing that they can do. And then what happens is when the markets turn back around and there's greed and excitement, they buy back in and they buy back in at much higher and they end up losing money. 
but it goes along with this like very reactionary emotional decision making process which is why i'm i'm so all about this personal development like setting up mental frameworks that help you check your emotions and check your blind spots because i've been so susceptible to i actually wrote a whole email about all the mistakes that i made in business and and there i could write 10 emails i could write a whole book because i have fucked up more times then I, you know, sometimes I will, I'll sit in bed and I'll just reflect back on all the stupid shit that I did in my business. And like, God, I literally could be a hundred times, not even exaggerating. I could be a hundred times further along than where I am if it weren't for my stupid decisions that were often made out of emotion. It's often made out of emotion and just not having mental frameworks in place to make decisions. That's actually not what I'm going to be talking. I'm not talking about mental frameworks, but if you just look at like financial markets, it gives you insight into what we're going through right now and who's going to win and who's going to lose. Because the people that panic and sell everything when there's fear and when the markets are going down, those are the coaches that are panicking and they're jumping ship when business is slower. And they're going to look for opportunities to do something different or pivot or, you know, let me just make sales out of desperation. The people that recognize that this is an opportunity to build, the people that make a lot of money in the financial markets, they're the ones that go against the grain. They're the ones that when everybody is selling and everybody's fearful, they're just gradually accumulating. They're just gradually building, slow and steady. And then all of a sudden, when the markets start going back up and everyone's trying to rush in on this high, they've been chilling. They're like, nah, I'm... I already got my bags. I'm chilling. My bags are packed. And then people are like, here's here's what happens. And then people will say, oh, you're so lucky. You're so lucky you got into this project or you you made this investment when you did. You're so lucky. Okay. <laughs> Call it luck. That's fine. By the way, it's really difficult to do that. It's really difficult to go against your emotional urges that tell you to sell when there's fear and to buy when there's greed. It's so difficult when there's that euphoric, we're in this bull market, everything's going up. So this is basically what happened. There's a, a, a huge parallel here. There's a huge parallel. Post-COVID 2020, 2021, it was the best time, the best time to get into online coaching. It was basically a bull market for online coaching. Think about it. People were home. They were spending less. They were getting free money handed out. The government was printing left and right. And there was less travel expense. There was less like just, you know, all this stuff just kind of forced people to have more money, discretionary income. And it forced everybody to be more virtual. Like Zoom just popped off during the pandemic and all of this stuff made it the ideal time. It was basically an online coaching bull market. So everybody came rushing in just like they do when the financial markets are going up. Everybody comes rushing in from the sidelines to get a piece of the pot. And then what happens? And then everything goes in phases. Everything goes in cycles. So 
most coaches got caught up in the greed. By the way, I'm putting myself in this category. Most coaches got caught up in the greed and they're like, this is just going to be how it is forever. I'm just going to be able to accumulate more clients and grow this business and scale. And there's no end in sight. And that's what we do. That's human psychology. This is human behavior. Literally, 101, psychology, 101. And then when things take a turn, then we catastrophize and we look at, this is it. It's all over. The world is coming to an end. So I have to jump ship. But the problem is that at nowhere in that in that kind of online coaching bull market, did anybody think, how can I, how can I play a little defense here? How can I mitigate risk? How can I eliminate downside? And what would that look like? That would look like maybe setting up more um, cash reserves for your business. That would look at tightening up your fulfillment channel so that people stay with you longer, maybe focusing more on monthly recurring maybe cutting back on expenses. Here's what happens. (laughs) Best month, worst month paradigm. When you have your best month of revenue, you are the most susceptible to following that up with your worst month. And it might not be the exact next month, but when you push and you hit that PR, you are very susceptible. It happens in every area of life because we've exerted so much to get to that peak that there's the inevitable valley. So what amateurs do is they think, well, this is just my new norm. And by the way, this was me. I'd hit a revenue PR. I'd hit a new high for revenue. I'd be like, well, this is just now my new my new baseline. Now every month has to be this good or better, which is not practical. But we treat it that way. So we start spending that way. We start spending and operating as if that is our new baseline. That's what I did. Ooh, Facebook ads, Instagram ads. I'm going to spend money on audience growth and partnerships and all this stuff. And then you're basically leaving yourself susceptible to more downside. What intelligent business owners do, not myself. I hope, I hope that I'm there now because I've learned this lesson the hard way. And it sometimes it takes, you know, multiple times. I've had to go through this cycle multiple times. To learn the lesson. Same thing with investing. Sometimes you're going to learn this lesson and make stupid decisions that go with everybody else. And you're going to sell when you should be buying. You're going to buy when you should be selling. And you just have to go against that emotional urge. But anyway, what smart people do and intelligent business owners do is when they have their best month, they cut back on expenses. They mitigate risk. They eliminate downside. They look at their Where are we susceptible? Where are the holes in our game right now? What are the gaps in our processes that we need to plug? A lot of coaches will ignore that because they're like, no, we got to keep selling. We got to ride this high. Uh Uh-uh, take a step back. Take a step back and assess where are we susceptible? What are the systems and processes that need to be shored up because we are susceptible right now? Like we're only relying on like referrals or something to get leads or to get new clients. What happens when that well dries up? We're seeing turnover at, you know, 15, 20%. But 
we're filling the pipeline and closing more clients, so it's okay. But it's not though, because is that going to last forever? No, you got to tighten up on your fulfillment. So it's not a state of emergency. Right now, things are slow. And it's okay if you rode that high, if you rode the coaching market bull cycle, and now you're feeling the impact of feeling like things are are a lot slower and it's more difficult to enroll clients, this is a good opportunity. It's This is a test. It's a good opportunity to test your ability to lead your team, first of all, or if it's just you, to lead yourself. And to consider that this is the best time to build. This is the best time to build. When I say build, I'm talking about your solidifying systems. You're building on, on your program to make it better. You're building on, you know, maybe a, a low ticket offer. That's, you know, you're starting to put those pieces together. You're building your, you know, lead generation systems. You're building your nurture systems. You're building, um, your, your content calendar. You're building your marketing game plan. You're building your team. Like there's things right now where you can play defense and you can set yourself up for when things turn around and they always, always do. That's why time in is better than time in. Again, this is another financial parallel. I'm not a financial person, by the way. I just know enough to <laughs> be dangerous to myself. Um, but that's a common like financial phrase. Anyone who tries to time the market, like timing the market, usually loses. Time in, meaning length of time in the market, usually wins. Time in is better than time-ing. Same thing with coaching. More time in is better than time-ing. I'm going to try to time this thing perfectly. No, you just need more time in. So what I'm saying right now is that your ability to weather the storm and play defense and not panic and not make reactionary emotional decisions will pay off. But now is the time. So I'll tell you what I'm doing right now. I'm not trying to make sales out of desperation. By the way, I looked back at, at my five and a half years of data for POP. I started POP August 1st, 2018. So we are going on two and a half years, close to two and a half years. Or appro- I mean, two and a half. We're approaching five and a half years. Um, I haven't gotten a lot of sleep this week. And I'm not going to get a lot of sleep tonight either. I'm going to the Sixers game tonight. So it's going to be another night of actually it was like Monday night. I just, I woke up to pee at like two 30 in the morning and then my brain would just not shut off. It was like one of those annoying ass situations where I'm like, just chill, just breathe. It's fine. I'm trying to like meditate myself back to bed. And my brain was like, you know, we're just going to like, think about everything in your life right now. We're just going to put it all out there and let's just analyze it all. That sounds like a good thing to do. And then I actually had one of those moments where it was like, maybe it's, maybe it's not that, or like maybe my alarm's about to go off. So I 
was like hesitant, but I'm like, let me just check my phone real quick. Maybe it's not so bad. And it said 3 a.m. That was after a while of playing that mental mind fuck game. So that was Monday. Tuesday was last night. And I play tennis every Tuesday night. And for most of the year, my tennis drill, I'm in this group that's pretty good. And uh, we play 8.30 to 10 p.m. And that should tell you how much I love playing tennis right now because to get me to do anything at that time of night, <laughs> there's really zero chance of that happening unless apparently it's tennis. So um, now, and then tonight I'm going to the Sixers game. I'm just, I'm already tired. I'm not going to sleep, but that's my excuse for not being able to do basic math. Anyway, so I looked at five and a half years of data and November has been the worst month year over year. It's always been our lowest month every single year. December, you would think would be worse because people are like spending money for Christmas gifts. And, you know, there's, there's that holiday stretch. New Year's is right there. So it's so easy to punt and just say, I'll wait till January. Um, but actually December has usually been, even though it's been a little bit lower than average, but it's, it's been better than November every single year. I don't know if that trend will continue. I have no idea. But what I've done in the past is oftentimes tried to kind of like make up for it. So I'm, I'll like almost push sales out of desperation and be like, all right, we got to get some new clients in here. I'm going to whatever. So this year I'm, I have a very low key Black Friday offer. Um, it's not, I'm not going ham on it or anything like that. It's very like casual Black Friday. Give people who are, it's, it's basically for the people who have been right there, like right at the doorstep and just needed that little bit of a nudge to be like, Hey, Hey, we got you. Like, come on in. Um, it, and it will be very rewarding for those people. Obviously the people that make those decisions now at this time of year, they're going to win. I've seen this play out again, looking at the data over the thousands of people that we've coached, the people that join over the holidays and the people that join over the summer have consistently gotten the best results. And I think it's just because like their mindset is, I don't care what my schedule looks like. Like I'm going to fucking make it work. So there's, there's value there. So I did want to extend an opportunity, give people a little bit of an incentive to come in, but it's not something that I'm, I'm pushing like, like a bat out of hell. Like I'm not in full blown. All right, launch all hands on deck. Let's fucking sell, sell, sell. It's not, it's not like that. But what I am doing is I'm building in the background. I have something that I'm really excited about that'll be happening in January. Um, and that will be more of a lower ticket type of thing. Um, and it's a cool thing that I'm doing that I think, um, it'll be a limited opportunity for our clients and for anybody who's not a client. Um, it'll be an opportunity that's limited to a hundred people and. I think it's going to be something really fun. I'm excited about it. And uh, that'll be in January. So I'm building that out and putting those pieces together. Um, also looking at our kind of like internal systems, have thought about some things that we really can improve upon internally. And, um, and I'll, I'll just tell you, like one of the biggest things, because I talk a lot about neurotyping and personality types, uh, a lot of our clients think that they're going to get this like, very like forward, outward facing neurotype specific thing. And like we, we coach based off of the individual. We coach based off of lifestyle and 
you know, the way that they're training and, and all the things that make them unique. And like, yes, personality is one part of that, but it's not like, okay, we know your personality type. Now I'm going to plug in this formula and spit out this beautiful program. Like it's, it's still very much a dynamic back and forth process. And I think our clients oftentimes think that there's going to be this like panacea magic to neurotyping that they're like, oh, now that I have this neurotype formula, my results are just going to skyrocket. Like it's not forward phase. It's not outward. It's, it's more of like how we structure their plan, how we write their macro prescriptions, things like that. But what I want to do is create more of uh more resources around that for clients to understand going in so that they're not expecting this magic pill that's based off of their personality type. So giving them some ideas about how it's incorporated into the process, some resources that they can utilize and some things that just make life easier on the coach. Cause I don't want my team to be put in a position where they are almost where the client feels like the coach isn't doing their job because they're not outwardly like, because of your personality type, this is exactly what I'm going to do. And then it like the coach is doing what they're supposed to do, but sometimes there's a gap there anyway. So that's one of the things that I'm looking at. I'm also looking at uh, some, a really cool opportunity that I can't say just yet, but if everything goes according to plan, it'll be about a 30 to 90 day um, process to getting this to happen. Uh, And it will be a really valuable, really, really valuable resource for clients and for new clients. Um, So I fingers crossed that this all goes through, Um, but it's building behind the scenes. It's not the sexy stuff. I'm, you know, I actually did, I had a team meeting. We have a call every single Monday at a team meeting and I and I said like marketing um is not really happening right now. Like I'm not spending any money on marketing. I've my marketing budget right now is basically zero. I'm pouring into the current community, current clients, all that stuff. So I talked to the team and I'm like, "Hey, just dial back the expectations on a whole bunch of new clients coming in right now." Like, "Yes, we'll we'll get some." always, but it's not going to be this like massive influx. And I tell, you know, I tell them all the things that we're working on. Like now is a really good time to just double down on your current clients, pour into the community. We have an accountability challenge going on right now. There's a free challenge for, for people who are in our app, um, just to give them some, you know, habit based support and just, you know, some little small things to focus on throughout this time. It's like, let's put our attention there. Let's put our attention on our current clients. Uh, you know, let's work on, you know, keeping our clients happy. And that's, that's really the focal point right now. And sometimes, you know, you just have to have those conversations. And then if somebody, fortunately, I have, I have a great team who's like very much on board for the long term vision, but I wouldn't have been upset if somebody was like, you know what? I need like a bunch of clients right now. So I'm going to go seek out another opportunity. Like I would not have any issues with that. Um, that's not. What happened, but if it did happen, I would be totally understanding. The the thing is, we just have to recognize that this is a phase and it will pass. And the and the business owners and the coaches that are able to weather the storm and think about it more practically uh, and more reasonably, this is an opportunity to build. This is an opportunity to build internally. This is an opportunity to set yourself up for future success. And you don't want to put yourself in a position where you are 
operating out of fear and panic and worry. So you're not alone. Take a deep breath. Here's the other thing. Have support systems in place. It's important. Like the fact that I was able to talk to an old colleague who, who basically was like, Hey, things are really slow here. Just felt comfortable sharing that. Like the, we need that stuff. Get yourself in a community. If you're not in a community right now, join a community where you can share that stuff. Get in, um, you know, obviously I have my course, which you can enroll in and, and be a part of this community. And you'll hear me talk about things like this. You'll hear me share things like that. But whether you want to invest that money or not, it doesn't matter. Again, that's, it's a commodity. Like you don't have to improve your messaging. You don't have to improve your copywriting. You don't have to improve your email marketing. Those are, those are things that you get to choose. You get to decide. Is it worth it for me to spend $4.97 on that to improve copy and marketing, email marketing, messaging, all that stuff? That's up to you. There's no right or wrong there. There is the community that's attached to that, or you find yourself another community, find yourself some friends or people that coworkers, colleagues, whoever your, your, you know, your network is, and you reach out and you talk about it. Like, Hey, what are you doing during this time? What are you noticing? It helps to know that you're not alone. It helps to know what other people are and don't fall into the comparison game. Don't fall into, Oh, well, this person's doing this. So I need to do that too. Cause I made that mistake way too many times. But it's nice to hear, and then you get to run it through your own filter, and then you get to make decisions from there. So if you're having a problem, if you're struggling with something, just invert it. Invert the problem. It's the most effective way to problem solve. Invert the problem, meaning flip it on its head. Oh, I need more clients. So what most people do when they say, I need more clients, is they start at the beginning. Okay, I need more clients, so I need... A funnel. I need a funnel to funnel people in. So let me look at how to set up a funnel. All right. Now I'm going to go over all these options. I'm going to try to create this funnel. I'm going to spend this money on this funnel building software. Right? Like that's how people approach instead of flipping it on its head, which would be you start at the end. You start at I'm getting more clients. Well, now we can work backwards and we can reverse engineer. So if I need more clients, that means that I need a really solid offer. So let me put together a really solid offer. I need people to test that offer. So let me, you know, call on some people to test the offer. Um, you know, I need to refine the process of the offer to make sure that I'm getting the results that I claim I'm getting. And now I can do a pre-launch publicly, right? You see how we're working backwards to get to the end, you know, the beginning stage is now I'm just asking, you know, some people to try out this beta program that I'm thinking you don't even have to have like Let's say you recognize that having a low ticket offer is maybe something worth pursuing. You don't even have to have it built out yet. You can literally talk to your existing audience and be like, hey, who would be interested in this thing? And just tell them what you're thinking. And there's your litmus test. Oh, I got 10 people that said they'd be interested. Cool. Do you want to join the beta group? And then you put it together. You can even tell, like I've had people where I've said, I'm building this out as we go through it, I'm building this out with you, basically. Like you're my guinea pig, you're my beta, and I don't even have it built out yet. But we're going to get started. I'm going to build it out as we go. I'll just be fully transparent about that. So 
Invert the problem. Flip it on its head. The answer is usually quite clear. I have no idea if this was helpful. <laughs> I just felt compelled to share. Uh, I'm hearing a lot of panic and things like that. So uh, yeah, hopefully um, this was helpful. If it was, let me know. Hit me up at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner on Instagram. By the way, I do appreciate those messages. It really does mean a lot. When you tell me, hey, this was helpful. I I found the episode valuable, whatever it is. Or if you tell me it wasn't helpful at all, that's that's actually useful to me and I don't get offended. So if you're like, yeah, that, that was terrible, just, you know, send it my way and I will uh, try to course correct. Anyway, that's all I got for you today. Hopefully it was helpful. And if not, I apologize. And I will talk to you guys very soon. <laughs>